This is Breakaway Kingdom Hub. Let's talk about the end of the age. What do the scriptures mean when it refers to the end of the age? Many people believe that it means the end of the world, but what we're getting ready to walk you through is something much different. We're getting ready to show you that end of the age actually means the end of a messianic period. But first, we're going to jump into our first scripture, which is our foundational scripture for this series, which is Mark 1, 14. Yep, Mark 1, 14, 15. Later on, after John the baptizer was arrested, Jesus went back into the region of Galilee and preached the wonderful gospel of God's kingdom. His message was this. At last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. This is what we're talking about through this series. It's the great news of the kingdom. Recently, we were asked, why is it so important to understand whether it's the end of the age or the end of the world? If you don't understand where we are on God's timeline, what's going to happen? We're going to be living and believing for something that we already have. We are in the great news of the kingdom. We're not waiting for a further event. We got to walk in what God has promised us today. The scripture says he's waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. He doesn't have to do more. He doesn't have to go to the cross again, guys. We don't have to wait for death to save us. We don't have to wait for rapture to save us. He's done it. He's waiting for us to get revelation so we can bring manifestation of his kingdom on earth as in heaven. And what has happened is we're waiting for stuff to happen like this end of the world or this end of an age. What you're waiting for in the scriptures that you're using to look forward to this thing that's coming, it's already happened. There's no end of the world coming. There's not an end of the age coming. There's not a tribulation coming. It's already came. And if you look at the scripture that Jason just read, you'll see that at last the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. God has already began the restoration of all things. And we're going to walk you through that right now. So let's jump into the Greek definition of the word age in the New Testament. It's a course it's an extension. It's world specifically the Messianic period. And that's where a lot of us go wrong because we see end of an age and we've been taught that end of the age is end of the world, but it's actually the end of a Messianic period, the end of the Old Testament governance and the beginning of a new. What happened? The end of temple worship yep. was ending and we are now moving into the new covenant. The covenant that is the fulfillment where Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets. That's the age that in Jesus's generation, they transitioned from the old covenant to the new. And Jesus was that transition point. So you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 11, and it says this. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come upon whom he's talking about them, that specific people group, not us today. He was telling them, look, the end of this age has come. It's coming upon you. Hebrews 9, 26. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What did he do? He put away sin. 
He became the eternal atonement for each one of us. He sacrificed himself for that. So we're no longer bound to the age where we're bound by sin. Yes, and you'll notice in that scripture says, but now. Paul talking about the time period he lived in at that moment. But now, once the end of the ages has come. The next scripture we're going to tackle is 1 Corinthians 2, 6-8. through 8. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not the wisdom of this age, or are the rulers of this age, who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord our God. So this generation did not crucify Christ. Right. But what? None of the rulers of that age would have crucified him if they would have known. It is directly talking to the people that were alive at Jesus' time. Yes. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 says this, Whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The minds of the God of that age. You'll see over and over again, when you understand the biblical definition of age, to be the end of old governance where we don't worship in a temple, where we don't make sacrifices of animals, where we don't bring offerings to a temple, we don't go to a building to experience God. When you understand that, you'll start seeing these scriptures make sense. We didn't crucify Christ. That age did. And that age was coming to an end. They had worshiped God a certain way for thousands of years. And there was a moment where it was going to be changed. And that was a huge moment in history. It changed everything. And that's, that's the great news. We don't live under the old covenant. We don't live yes. under the law of Moses. Yes. Christ fulfilled that. So you'll see with all the scriptures that we just presented, you're not looking for the end of the world. All these prophecies about the end of the world, all these teachings we heard about the end of the world, that's not what the Bible is talking about. The Bible is talking about the end of an old covenant and the dawning of a new, where we're the temple of God, where the governance of God changed from the law and the prophets to now it's in us and we're governing as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So what was the end of the age? What happened at the end of the age? And what we're going to show you is that the end of the age was the destruction of the temple and the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. In Matthew 24, 3, and let's read it. It says, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? A lot of people will quote Matthew 24 as if it's a future event, as if we are looking for these signs to happen that's going to bring on this great tribulation and the end of the world. But that's not the conversation that's being had here. Let's back up a little bit to Matthew 23 where the conversation starts and see who is Jesus addressing and what are they even talking about? Matthew 23:1 says this, Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. It's not talking to a future group of people or even the world that we live in now. It's talking about those who sat in Moses' seats, meaning those who were governing at that time, which is that Old Testament governance, that Old Covenant governance. Matthew 23, 13 and 31. 
But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Verse 31. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. So you see who he's talking to. He's not talking to the world we live in now. We didn't murder the prophets. That group, that generation that they lived in, they murdered the prophets. They were the ones who were in Moses' seat governing. They were the ones who were keeping people out from entering the kingdom. And that's who Jesus is addressing. And if you look at Matthew 23, 36, it says this, Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation, that generation, the generation Jesus was speaking to. And if you go throughout the Bible, you'll see what is a generation? What is the reference point? It's a 40-year period of time. Within 40 years of Christ, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, this was going to happen. So if you look at that, that destruction of the temple in 70 AD is what this was talking about. It's not talking something that we're looking at over 2,000 years later saying, this is going to happen in my generation. It said it will happen in that generation. Yes. And that generation is a 40-year period from when Christ died up until 70 AD. And it, it was fulfilled. If it wasn't fulfilled, Jesus' words aren't true. Yes. When Christ says that generation, he meant it. In Matthew 24, 1 through 3, we see Jesus, the conversation is continuing. And it says this, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And the disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. They were talking about the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things, the temple? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone will be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? Not the end of the world, the destruction of that temple and the destruction of Jerusalem. When will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age, the end of the old covenant, the end of the old governance, not the end of the world? He's not speaking to a future event. He's speaking to an event that was going to happen, as Jason said, within a 40-year span of that time. Matthew 24, 14 says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. The end of what? The end of the world? No. The end of that old governance, the end of temple worship. If that temple is destroyed, as Jesus said, they can no longer sacrifice animals. They can no longer try to hold on to that old way of governance ever again. It's gone. We became the temple. We experience God right here, right where we're at every day, 24-7. And you know what's crazy? We as believers will sit here and say, we know that it was fulfilled. We don't have to sacrifice. But... Many believers are sitting here. They're believing for the rebuilding of a third temple so that this sacrifice can happen again, so it can be destroyed. We don't realize it's already done. It was fulfilled. But that I was taught, man, we, we are hopeful for the rebuilding of a third temple. We are hopeful for that day that the that sacrifice comes back in. 
No, Christ finished it. Christ was the sacrifice. It finished the sacrifice, sacrificial system. Now, it took 40 years for the temple to be fully destroyed, but the veil was torn when Christ died. What happened? The veil was torn in the yes. temple. But they continued sacrificing until the temple was no more. If you go to Jerusalem now, you will not find a stone yes. left on top of each other, just as Jesus prophesied. And when did that happen? It happened in the destruction of Jerusalem around 70 AD. Matthew 24, 21 says this, And then there will be a great tribulation. Such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor shall ever be. So if you're on the wrong side of history, you're looking for a great tribulation when it's already happened. You're looking for Jesus to come and start restoring the earth and restoring us back to this place we're supposed to be when he's already done that. This is not talking to a future event. It's talking to an event that happened in 70 AD. This is talking to the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem, and even to the point where every foundation stone was turned on on its side. What happened in 70 AD was a completion of the old covenant being laid to rest. There was no more temple. There was no more Jerusalem. It was completely destroyed. So again, why is this important? It's important because we're not going to be waiting for something to happen that's already happened. Everything has been taken out of the way. We're in a place where we have literally all things. There is no stone that was unturned when Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. There is no stone that was unturned. He has done more than enough for us to do what we are called to do on this earth, which is to take dominion, which is to inherit the earth, and to inherit the promises of Abraham. So now we want to cover last days, our last hours in the scriptures. Yeah, 1 John 2.18 says this, Little children, it is the last hour. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Again, like we've been saying, he's talking about their time period. It is the last hour. He's writing them a letter, letting them know that the time period that they're living in is the last hour. It's coming to the wire. The destruction of Jerusalem and the temple is getting ready to happen. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Once again, it's talking about Jesus' generation, the 40-year period from when Christ died until we see the destruction of the temple. Yes, it says, but in these last days, Paul addressing his crowd at the moment. 1 Peter 1.20 says this, He indeed was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifest in these last times, in these last times, for you who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Jesus was made manifested in their time. And from then on, he continues to be manifested in our lives. But he's talking about that specific time manifested in these last times. So the next scripture is Acts 2, 16 and 17. But this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Peter stands up and says, what you're seeing right now, what you're experiencing right now, you're seeing these people speak in tongues, you're seeing them prophesy, what you're seeing right now, this is what Joel spoke of in these last days. So basically what he's saying is, this is the last days Joel spoke of. We're living in it. This is it. It's manifesting right now before your eyes. And so to wrap all that up, the end of an age, the end of an era, the last days, the end of the world, all these things we've been speaking of, those all point to the end of the old governance, the Old Testament governance, and a new governance was taking place. The old covenant was passing and the new covenant was rising. And as Jason says, it was a transitional generation, a generation that transitioned from the old to the new. And that was made manifest in 70 AD when the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple happened. And that's why we call this the great news of the kingdom. Because we're not in a place waiting for fulfillment. We are in the fulfilled time. Thank you for listening. You can find more resources on our website at breakawaykingdomhub.com.